Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. So it's restaurant week in Chicago uh, all the way till September 4th and... I had to make a tough decision today. Was I going to go by myself, sit at a bar, and have restaurant week number, I think it's number four now? Or do I go ahead and get this Giordano's pizza? Which I did, Giordano's pizza. Chicken sausage with jardinera is fire. First time ever having it. I didn't want to get the sausage, so I said chicken sausage is fine. I took a risk, you know, because you're not sure about that. But it's hitting. Just like I wanted it to. So, uh, restaurant week tomorrow, Friday. Catch me out in these streets. I'll let you know where I go uh, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., same time. All right. Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez. It is 670 to score. And the way I like to kick off my show, I call it the trifecta. Essentially, these are like the three lucky ice cubes that made their way to the top of the drink, you know, that gets blessed to touch my lips at the top when I'm drinking it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, you guys get to hear them. No particular order. And then after the trifecta, um, Jared Goff had something interesting to say about his team uh, and the exchange that he had between a particular reporter uh, about his team was equally as interesting. And I'll play that for you after the trifecta. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's Number three. Number three. And in case your ears are <laughs> get the f- out. That's what this guy heard. I couldn't believe it when I was reading the story today. I don't know if you guys seen it, but... A fantasy football website employee was fired after investigation into a cheating scandal. So there's this, you know, postseason hold'em contest, right? It has a grand prize of $150,000. And basically without getting too like, into the story, it's kind of boring, but it's like imagine if your boy, like you worked at this company and your boy entered to win and you foolishly were changing his lineup, thinking that no one would know at the tech company that is. Are you like? Are you kidding me? You like? You're so stupid. And my my daughter would say, "Don't say that." And you're right, but not the not just not sharp. One, you shouldn't do that. Right? The snake snaking. If you're playing fantasy football and you suck, you just suck. That's what it is, dude. And if you're good, you're good. It's what it is. And you go into these things and you try to win. If you have 27 computers with a bunch of all these algorithms, then fine. But don't be the person that goes in and changes it manually. Because then it it ruins the integrity of everything. Because then everyone questions everything moving forward. Oh, man, I don't know. Because you heard about that one guy, right? And now you're that one guy. No, I'll just say you don't want to be that guy. That's, no. that's some shady stuff. Don't want to be that guy. So ultimately... Uh, he ends up getting fired. Uh, the other guy gets banned, and then it's just like, what were you? Did you really think you were going to be able to 
sneak in a a player after he had a touchdown and there wasn't going to be some sort of like red flag that went off somewhere? Like you just thought that that was a like you. Gosh, some people, man. But I guess for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you might want to do anything. I wonder what the split was going to be on that one. Number two. Uh, number two story, no split needed here. Uh, a little overtime today uh, for me. Bulls taking on the Lakers in L.A. And game starts at 9.30. So pregame begins at 9.15. That's right. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini, they got the call right there. And, I mean, you know, no Zach. There's so many things. So so depressing. Yesterday I was on with Danny Parkins. That wasn't the depressing part. <laughs> We were talking about Zach Levine and the trade that was proposed. And it was Gordon Hayward and a couple of second-round picks for Zach Levine. I was like, what? No, I can't believe it. Yes, I'm a Zach apologist, but I can't imagine that that that's what the market is right now. And then, you know, there's a couple of people on Twitter that, that was saying that the, the market was heating up for Zach uh, in these next couple of days or in this, this, today at least. So, uh, anyways... Um, Bulls taking on the Lakers. Bulls, you know, lost that heartbreaker in, or heartbreaker in Phoenix. They should have won that game. It was so close. Kevin Durant came out like a lightning rod in the second half, just playing just some really good basketball. But Bulls beat up on some bad teams before that. The Raptors, then they beat up on the Grizzlies. So it would have been good to have that win, but this will be another one. Lakers looking to get some payback. Bulls. Defeated the Lakers last time. Uh, they faced each other in Chicago, 124-108. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. And, and, and I just, I got to be honest, I know this sounds odd. Kind of missed me some Bulls basketball. It's been been a couple of days now. I feel like it's been forever since we've last seen a game. So I'm, so I'm ready to see some Bulls basketball. So I'll be, or watch some, excuse me, listen to some Bulls basketball. I'll be doing that right here on 670 score. All right, number one. Number one. Number one story right here on 670 the score, Gabe Ramirez. And it is... To me, the coaching carousel and, and where people have landed, you know, because right before the ride starts, which in this case will be the NFL season, coaches and some horses, i.e. teams, would, it would, would, would essentially need to find each other before the ride starts. And that's, what, that's what's happened to a lot, right? Patriots with Mayo, the Titans with Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Bengals, who just said, he's like, I'm calling plays. That's going to be interesting to see what happens in Tennessee. Uh, the Panthers just got Dave Canales, uh, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator. Chargers obviously getting Harbaugh. The Eagles get Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. The Falcons just got Raheem Morris. It was crazy to think that Raheem Morris, you know, was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all the way back in 09. It's a long time ago. I know, right? It does feel like forever ago. From, from 2009 the? to 2011. So... But he was their interim coach in, in the Falcons. And then the first time ever that Arthur Blank has hired a coach that is that has NFL coaching experience in his 20-year tenure of owning the team, it's the, he's only hired new coaches? That's wild. What's the thing? What is the thinking there? You know me, I love going inside people's brains. It's like, is that a control thing? Or do you genuinely feel like, if you couldn't succeed somewhere else, then I don't want you coming over here to try to succeed. I need to find a diamond in the rough. I, w- I would be interested uh, t- to find out that answer. But uh, congratulations to him. He's taking over the Falcons. The interesting part about that, right? No Belichick yet, right? No Belichick yet. Seahawks are out there without a coach. The Commanders, they're the two little horsies on the carousel at Great America. 
without any, you know, any kids on it. And Bill Belichick is like, I don't like that one because it's ugly. I don't like this one because it's the one where you sit down. You know, it's like the bench. I don't want that one. I want the, the horsey that goes up and down. I don't want the bench. And he might get off the carousel as a whole. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is that Bill Belichick, who's to say he has to coach this year? Right? This, is, this isn't a 27-year-old kid who needs a job to pay for insurance. This is a grown man with money that can just sit back, relax, and get paid doing something else for a year and then come back and pick who he wants to coach for next year or something like that. I was like, I could see him still coming back. Oh, I think he's still got more to prove. Sure, 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 sure. I'm just saying, like, no tiene prisa. He doesn't have the the, 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 the rush, right? He doesn't. He's not, not thirsty, you know, to go do all that. Can't you tell from his, his tone of voice? can't tell anything from his tone of voice. That's yeah, the we problem. Yeah, we the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening with those two spots and if Bill Belichick ends up landing anywhere. All right, there's your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 The Score, I am Gabriel Ramirez broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And as promised, I told you about Jared Goff, which, I mean, listen, a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, they're my feel-good story. I feel bad for him. I want to cheer for him. And, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, if you're going to be watching the Super Bowl with your friends, the big game, my bad, with your friends and everything, and it's like you need to uh, root for someone and you need to find an angle of who you like, then, yeah, I guess there are some sound bites that you can point to that will make you like the the Detroit Lions. Now, Jared Goff, I think, the reason why maybe Chicagoans are more inclined to like someone like that is because Chicago, you know, we we love a good underdog story, right? We love a little started from the bottom, now we here kind of thing, right? And Jared Goff, like, you threw me away? I told you I was the best number one pick in the draft, baby. You threw me away? And now I had to come back and... It's like a great story. So people like, like could see where people would like that. But this... Interaction between him and a reporter who, typical Chicago thing, like somebody was trying to play you, play your boys, and you kind of like stepped in and was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, hey, hey, hey. And you do it really nicely, too, because you really don't want the smoke. You're ready for it, right? So you throw the subtle shade, right, which is, hey, I mean, you mean this guy who's an all pro? And then yet you wait for the comeback, and it's like, you have two choices at that point if you're the other person, right? You can either go over the top and and be the tough guy, and then it's like, did you really want to go down that path? Or you laugh uncomfortably, and then you let it happen, and then you let Jared Goff do his thing. Listen to this. It's absolutely magic. Jared Goff's got a lot of, got a lot of really good players, obviously. But maybe that oh, thank you. you. I said thank you. <laughs> maybe that viewed, though, as the superstars, like, hey, all right, never mind. <laughs> yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, so is Panay. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely, but do you feel like this is a chance for? Yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Yes, uh, I, I do. I think. I think we've got a lot of ton of ton of great players who. Um, Maybe haven't had the the national stage that up to this point um, that a lot of a lot of other guys have, and obviously they have a ton of good players as well, and, and a ton of Pro Bowlers and All Pro players over there, and 
um, it's it, yeah, we, we feel like you know we've got a lot of good players too, though, like you mentioned, and um, excited to play on another national stage and, and be able to showcase that. I didn't miss any, did I? No, you got it. <laughs> All good. I loved it. I love it. I love the interaction. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a, Detroit plays in a dome, <laughs> and I'm on Ross St. Brown is an all pro just so you and so has been Azul. just so you're, just so we're aware of everything right here. i love it i mean do i think they have a chance no right i've gotten into it with not gotten into it friendly exchange on twitter you should follow me by the way i'll follow you back chicago underscore gabe and i was just saying we're like during the season i felt that detroit lions were you know weren't as good as people thought they were and i thought it was because of their defense and i just you know they definitely figured it out, but I said that and I talked to somebody and then I said, I, I think it seems good, but you know, might have a first round exit. Come on. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Then they go and they play the bucks and he doubles down every time they win. He's like receipts. And I love it. I love it. I love that kind of trash talk. It's my favorite. Just don't get too serious. So then he said something like that. I'm, I get it. But now I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers and I'm like, mm, they're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right? They're not. A little bit better defense, a little bit better offense, better team. But Detroit, they could put up points. The key is if, if, if Detroit need, needed to learn something in order to try to win this game against San Francisco from any of the teams in the playoffs, it needed to be Green Bay and the ability to control the clock. That's what Green Bay did well. We saw it against the Bears in Week 18. We saw it in the, the, first, couple, or the, the first round against uh, Dallas. I mean, obviously they – kind of shot themselves in the foot, but time of possession. Because unlike other teams, Detroit can put seven on the board when they get into the red zone. And that's the difference between a Bears, right, where you get to the red zone, you had good time of possession throughout the season. But when you got the ball on the one-yard line after an Eddie Jackson touchdown, it took you 12 plays to get, to get in. Being obviously exaggerating, but you see the point. I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. But you don't end up in don't end with field goals. You get you get tighties. Detroit needs to do that if they want to win. But I think San Fran, I think San Fran's going to do the same thing that um, the Ravens just did. Just kind of like show everyone that they're here, they're serious, and that they are a Super Bowl team. Like splash a little reality yeah. into people. Yeah, it'd be interesting, and I think they should go ahead and do that because it'll be oh my god, it's going to be incredible. All right, uh, what is also going to be incredible is going to be the ability to discuss uh, the draft. And uh, the NFL with our next guest, Adam Rank. He's going to come on and I want to talk about number nine. I'm tired of talking about one. You know, everybody's talking about one. I got it. I know what's there already. Got it. Talk to me about nine. Are there certain players that are actually going to be available at that nine spot? And how valuable can that number nine spot be in the event that the Bears want to trade? For that, we discuss with Adam Rank after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. 
Championship Sunday is almost here. And, of course, you can listen to both games free on the Odyssey app. You can tune in Sunday uh, when, of course, our guy Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the AFC title game. Coverage begins at 1 on the score. Then the 49ers, they're going to host the Lions in the NFC Championship. Kickoff's at 5.30. That game's going to air live on WBBM News Radio 780 AM due to Bulls basketball. Of course, you can take the playoffs with you everywhere you go with 670 to score and the free Odyssey app. Hopefully the Bears will be in the playoffs soon enough. Uh, this draft and this offseason most certainly are going to contribute uh, towards that. And we get to discuss both with our next guest joining us on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. He is uh, from the NFL Network, also host of the Sick Podcast, good friend of the show, Adam Rank. Adam, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm with you. I hope that this is uh, this is the last time we're going to be sitting here talking about other teams being in the playoffs and instead being focused on the Bears making it. Yeah, Adam, I had a good discussion on the radio yesterday about uh, which team is the Bears closest to uh, or will be closest to next year, right? And with the four that are remaining in the playoffs right now, when you look at them, there are some interesting ones. Adam, the team's saying, well, if they take Caleb, they'll be – you know, more like Kansas City. And, and right now they're probably, if they can stay, stick with Justin, maybe a little closer to, to uh, Baltimore Ravens. What do you think about that? You know, I kind of like the comp with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, hoping that Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback. Again, we really don't know what the decision of Ryan Poles is going to be. But I want to be a, a team like the Ravens, who year in and year out, I mean, I, the Chiefs, both these teams are in the playoffs each and every season. But of course the, the Baltimore Ravens is kind of one that you see is being a little bit more similar because you have a quarterback who obviously is a dual threat quarterback who can run, who can throw. They have this strong ground game that you can count on each and every week and the defense. Although again, the chiefs defense is starting to catch up as well. So uh, I, I think either one is a, is a pretty good uh, uh, instruction manual. Like if you're looking up how to build a team, on YouTube, and you're like, hey, how do I do this? Uh, following either one of these ones, I feel, is, is going to be a proper step. Adam, I, when I'm because I thought about that as well when it comes to the Ravens, and you think about their identity, right, what they've been for all these years, and, and, and it's always been defense, right? That's been the cornerstone of that, that organization. And when you think about identity for the Bears, it seems as though they got away from that, right, for a little bit, whether it was with Tressman or Nagy, and they almost wanted to be an offensive-minded team, and and now they're finding their way back, you know, to that. Why do you think a team like the Ravens? How do they just? How are they able to maintain that just throughout that that time frame, and and, and just understanding that that is their identity? You know, a lot of it comes down to how well you draft and what you're able to do. You know, a couple of years ago when they took Kyle Hamilton, and you, you know, we all saw him play at Notre Dame, and then just watching him, you know, progress as a player. It's weird, like, how do these guys always end up with the Ravens? Like, that was a good player who sh- who probably should not have gone 14th overall, could have, you know, probably gone a lot higher, and yet he ends up on the Ravens. Like, how does this How does this happen? How do they end up? I mean, they ended up with a Roquan Smith, which we did as well at some point. So I think it's a testament to how they build teams and uh, how they put the, put the squads together. And one of the things that's really impressed me, with Ryan Poles in just two off seasons is uh, his ability to find players who are like, how is this guy good? I mean, not only looking at like Tyreek Stevenson 
who is the uh, the Bears rookie of the year, but like some of the other guys too, who went out there and became like stud players. And you're like, how does he do it? Like even going with Braxton Jones, like just finding those kind of players. So I think that the the where that starts is at the uh, at the GM position. And I for right now, it seems like the Bears got a good one. We're talking to Adam Rake here on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez, uh, you know, speaking of drafting players, Adam, and getting them on your team, making them good. I mean, clearly there are a lot of opinions uh, on the Bears' first pick and what to do there. And, 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 but I'm more curious about your thoughts on number nine. And, and, and more so about, like, do you think there's still opportunity for blue-chip players to be available at number nine? Or do you think that's a spot where the Bears are better off, you know, trading down a couple and picking up some more assets uh, in this draft. You know, it's funny is when you started that and you're talking about number nine, I'm like, why, why are we talking about Jaquan Brisker? I love him, but I get what you're saying now. The, the <laughs> sorry, pick sorry. number nine. Pick number nine. Yes. No, 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 no. It all makes sense. It really does come down to the quarterback position. You know, how many of these quarterbacks are going to end up going uh, in the top 10 pick in the top 10 picks. We saw last season, with a quarterback crop that probably wasn't as robust as what we're seeing this year, three quarterbacks go in the top, what, four picks? Anthony Richardson was number four, I believe. Yeah. I really do hope that a number of quarterbacks are flying off the boards, which leads the Bears to an opportunity that, while you might not end up with Marvin Harrison Jr., I think some of the guys uh, like Blake Brockers, uh, Neighbors, Roma Dunze and uh, God, there's one more for the fourth one's escaping me, but I think there's a lot of opportunity to go out there and still like really fortify your team. If you were sitting there right now and we didn't have the first pick in the draft, you're like, Hey, we're at number nine. You would feel pretty good. You'd be like, so okay, we're still going to end up with, with a solid player. And I, I think that's one of the things that gets overlooked here. Now, obviously there are mock drafts available right now. I know that Daniel Jeremiah put one out recently. Bucky Brooks went out. But went out recently, they both had the Bears selecting defensive ends or edge rushers, which it would be on brand for Ryan Poles. Like, that seems like the kind of move that he would make. But we still have free agency to go through. Like, we don't know what type of players we're going to be taking a run at over the next couple of weeks. Is Chase Young a possibility? I saw that one the other day. Daniel Hunter is likely to be available. Offensively, you know, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, there's also wide receivers who are going to be out there to be had as well. So we are in a really, we, I keep saying we, but listen, I, I, do, a, I do a podcast with Tyler Scott. I think we can say we, <laughs> but there's a, it's like, a, it's a, it's a smorgasbord at this point. Like we, we really don't have to lock into any one position. Additionally, if the bears did drop from number one, if they've decided like, Hey, this is the guy. Oh, if the team's going to move back similar to last year, be in that seven and eight range, thinking of some of the teams like the Raiders who would be there at seven, who could possibly be a trade partner or something like that. There's a real good chance to come out with a lot of good players and a lot of wheeling and dealing. And I really do. Once again, you know, like looking at the the limited track record of Ryan Poles, you should have confidence. And I know that anytime you bring up Ryan Poles, you're like, Hey, he's done a great job. Everybody loves to throw chase Claypool out there like what about chase Claypool? like obviously like not nobody's perfect <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying like well, okay yeah he made one mistake but at the same time you look at like getting rid of bobby quinn was a was a great deal like that that didn't matter you had to move on from khalil Mack. he was he's a great player but he was making way too much money 
it's just one of the necessities of a re- rebuilding team. Uh, Montez Sweat, I think that one worked out pretty well. DJ Moore, that one worked out pretty well. So for me, it really looks like, you know, he's done a nice job. And while there is one that you can point to and the, and the haters love to point it out, uh, I think for the most part, his track record has been really solid. Huge fan of Ryan Poles and his decision-making, right? I mean, even um, McCaskey and Kevin Warren told him midseason, right, like, hey, keep shooting your shot. And I think that that vote yeah. of confidence kind of went, went in a long way with him. And, I mean, listen, where the Bears were a couple of years ago compared to where they are now, you should be patting somebody on the back for getting them to this position and having a number one pick to trade away if they so see that they that, that that's what they want to do. And having Justin Fields an asset there – but Adam, it seems like you 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 love the idea of building around Justin and and drafting like a or trading down, getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. and a Brock Bowers. That is my thing. That is that is what <laughs> I do. That is that is how I see it. And listen, I understand the science on both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's plenty of ways for this to get done. Like, I'm a I'm a big golfer. You come out to a par four. That's uh, 270. He's got some water in front of it. Listen, some people are able to take out the driver and take a shot. I'm going to go with my six iron, and then I'm going to hit a 54, and I'm going to get on the green and try to get my birdie that way. So, to me, there's plenty of ways you can go. And regardless of what they do, like nothing is going to – nothing is going to make me say, like, I'm not rooting for this franchise anymore. Like, there's not, unless, they, unless it's Drake May. That would be the one where I'd be like, nope, you've gone too far now. Do not do, not do that. But if they went with Caleb – like, I, I threw this out there a couple of weeks ago, and – a lot of people will be upset. We'll, we'll miss Justin Fields. People are invested emotionally into Justin Fields. We've seen him since his time at Ohio State. We love when we drafted him, all that stuff. So it would be very tough. But if somehow Ryan Poles followed a, blue, a blueprint similar to what the Texans did last year, what if they took Caleb Williams and you're like, hey, I'm upset. Like, I can't believe they're getting rid of our guy Justin. And then – they moved back up again to get Marvin Harrison Jr. You'd be like, yeah, it's good. Okay, yeah. I guess we'll move on. Like, it's okay. Like, you got to really make up for it. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to do this. Or even – but I think if you did Caleb and you got even a Dunze or a Dunze from Washington, I'm like, that's still a really good – that's still pretty good. So, so good. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this to be over. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready for the definitive – I'm ready for them to either deal the pick or deal Justin. I just, I'm now at the point, I just want it over. I'm yeah. just, just, just make it happen. Like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Let's just get it over with. I get it. I, I'm, I'm already ready for preseason football, Adam. i got to be honest. I'm ready to see, see, I'm see week one and get it over. Oh, we're talking to Adam Rank from the NFL Network, also host of the Sick Podcast. you got to follow that on social media, Sick Pod Adam Rank. And um, when it comes to that podcast, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a piece of your heart. You love it. It's the Bears, right? But yeah. what do you feel like, of outside of it being, like, therapeutic for you, you know, what 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 are some of your favorite moments with the pod? Well, I mean, we did have an opportunity to talk to Jim McMahon about, uh, maybe it was over a year ago, but just getting that opportunity to talk to somebody who I remember growing up as a young child, uh, one of my dad's favorite players. So just, you know, just surreal, just sitting there getting an opportunity to talk to him kind of get a little insight at him and Jim just being the way that he is uh, was wonderful. And what's, what's really cool though is, you know, and also being on the NFL network is that something like two years ago, I was at Hallis hall 
And David Montgomery walked up to me. He's like, "Hey, Adam, always wanted to meet you." And I'm like, "Really?" My like, gosh, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You always, like, you always got our back." And even this year, after the Chargers game, I was in the locker room, and Darnell Mooney came up and said hello. He's like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "I didn't know that you actually do exist as a real person." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> so we're uh, okay. we're right across from my my network studio here." So <laughs> that is always the cool thing is like walking back and seeing that the Bears fans kind of appreciate that there's somebody nationally who's continued to get their back, even though that, you know, the results haven't necessarily been there on the field, but understanding like, look, we're, uh, we're in a rebuild right now. We're trying to get this thing going and trying to get that turned around. And, you know, and I want to, I do want to, I, I want to make it to where I'm enjoying bears playoff victories instead of Packers playoff defeats. I love them both. Like they're <laughs> both fun. I just, you know what's the funny thing to me, though, is the Packers have this, like, weirdo fan base. Like, because obviously, you know, I, I report on football. And, of course. Uh, you know, when, when the Packers lose, you're like, hey, you know what? They're Jordan Love, just like just like Favre and Rodgers losing to the 49ers in the playoffs. Like, he is a Packer. He's carrying the G. That's so great. As they say. <laughs> and uh, all the Packer fans, like, oh, we're better than the Packers. I'm like, obviously, like, if, if that's how you're judging yourself. Like, I always thought of Green Bay was title town, but. If all you care about is besting the Bears, like you should really raise your expectations. And why are you on social media after your team loses? You understand? You're emotionally unstable as it is. Don't lash out at me. I'm just sitting here enjoying myself. So, go touch grass, take up a hobby. I don't know what it is. Uh, find something else to do. Uh, 30, 30 minute timeout at least before you get on X or whatever you're calling it <laughs> nowadays. That's what you, yeah. you got to do, Adam. Great stuff. No, man. I don't like that name because, you know, of course we you, know don't. Being a, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, back when I was, uh, forget it, but it, it had a different connotation back in the day. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, trust me. I get it. And, and it just sounds weird. X, it's just, yeah. it's not clever in the least bit, right? Twitter at least was cute in the beginning because even when you were cool. saying it, you kind of knew what you were all right, Twitter, I get it. But now I'm sending tweets. I get it. Okay. If I'm on X, what am I sending then, Adam? I'm sending Xs. Exactly. What That's, are you doing? It makes no sense. It really doesn't. Uh, Elon, give us a call. We'll, we'll hash that whole thing out. Uh, before before yeah. I let you go, you mentioned Darnell Mooney, and he's someone who who I, I've genuinely liked over the years. Adam, and, I, and I, I've been trying to tell people, I'm like, he's going to go to a team that has a good quarterback, and he's going to be good. Like, he's going to – you know, be, yeah. be one of these guys that no one's really paying attention to, but he's going to get them, you know, 45 catches, you know, 40 catches for like four or 500 yards, but they're going to be meaningful yards and catches. Yeah. He's going to be, hopefully, I'm trying to wish cast him to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what I said. He would be a perfect addition. Yeah, I would love. I mean, if he's got to go, and he's probably going to go, like, like we can be realistic. Yeah. It's not, I, this is nothing against him. I love Darnell. Again, we had a moment. Uh, out here in Inglewood. So uh, we did have a moment. We're good. I will always support, similar to David Montgomery. Like I have not, I have not talked a bad word about David Montgomery since he's left. As a matter of fact, when people are like, are you rooting for the Lions? I said, I'm rooting for a lion. I'm rooting for David Montgomery. The rest of them, whatever. Plays football the right way. Good all around guy. Can't go wrong with David Montgomery. Right. Stop. And the same, the same goes for Darnell Mooney. If he is not with the team next season, which is expected to be the case, I'm going to be a fan of his. Just don't go to Green Bay. No, don't please. do that. You can, even if it's Minnesota, like whatever. Like I don't get, just not Green Bay. Yeah. Like I always, I always go to the Matt Forte school where you're like, look, Matt Forte went to the Jets. That was fine. It was weird, yeah. but it was fine. It was agreeable. 
Um, you know, it was weird seeing him in green. But at the same time, it was workable. And similarly, I think if Darnell Mooney went to the Chiefs, uh, that would give me an opportunity to enjoy Patrick Mahomes a little bit and be like, hey, yeah. look, it's my guy Darnell Mooney. Well, and then uh, we could root for him vicariously. Yeah, gets a touchdown. You feel good about it. That's how I feel yeah. about Justin Fields going to the Patriots. But that's how I feel about it, though, right? Where it's like, okay, if you're going to get out of here, because I'm probably still going to like you, if you go to the Patriots, the AFC, like, great. That's great. I'm not going to see you often. Perfect. You know, if you do yeah. well, it has nothing to do with me. And if you, you know, do you poorly, it's like, ah, good. I'm glad I washed my hands for clean of that. Yeah, I would. I, if he has to leave, um, I think. I think Pittsburgh would take care of him. I oh, think that would be fun. Too, too good of a spot, Adam. I'm just I know, right? I'm yeah, just you want to be. Yeah, you want a little bit more of a rebuild. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they would probably yeah. they would be in the well, they were in the playoffs. <laughs> they were a playoff team. Yeah, that's a little too on the nose. Like, uh, oh, oh, and much. if he was throwing touchdowns to George Pickens, oh, like we would have to wear that. Oh, that is. Oh, you guys could have done. You could have had this tandem in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that'll be a rough one. Yeah, don't go to Pittsburgh. Okay. I, I changed my mind. You're. You're absolutely correct. Let's do that. Adam, a pleasure as always, man. I always enjoyed talking to you. Uh, enjoy the lead-up to the draft. I know it's going to drive you nuts, uh, but hopefully I can chat with you again before that happens. No, let's do that for sure. Um, appreciate you having me on. Just a real quick uh, promo. Please. The, the Sick Podcast will be live streaming from Radio Row at the Super Bowl uh, of Super Bowl week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be what it'll be. I'm trying to do the time change. It'll be five to wait. I don't know. What is it? Noon to two, <laughs> two, two to two to five, two to five central. Yeah. Three to six Eastern, two to five central. Uh, check it out. We're going to try to chase down. some guys, well, Tyler Scott joining us. Uh, we'll try to get Quanty B and whatever bears luminaries are, are roaming around, but uh, we'll be grabbing people and talking to them and kind of giving you a little bit of insight of what's happening in the Super Bowl. It's a fun event. Radio Row is a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. uh, we'll be able to give you a little bit of a look. And, you know, you want to drop in for a couple of minutes, just watch what, you know, we're doing. We're cool. And if not, then just walk away and subscribe, too, if you can. You don't have to ever watch. But if you subscribe, it helps out. Sick Pod Adam Rank. That's where you can follow it on Twitter. He got the uh, uh, actual YouTube link at Adam Rank. Uh, where you can check it out as well uh, so that that way you can hit that subscribe button. Adam, appreciate you as always, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure is all on this side of the phone. Adam Rank from the NFL Network and, of course, the Sick Podcast. And just so you know, the Sick Podcast is Bears. It's just Bears. It's a Bears podcast. So it's it's really cool, man. And like you said, you know, just like Demo and uh, Darnell Mooney, having someone in the national ranks that kind of represents for your team always feels good. So, uh, having Adam on the show is always a, always a pleasure, man. All right. Uh, speaking of the Bears draft picks, um, do you do you know? Are you up to date, like, on what the actual draft picks the Bears have in this upcoming uh, twenty twenty four draft that's coming up? I'm gonna let you know, give you the recap, remind you who the Bears have, how many of the top one hundred picks uh, the Bears have as well, and they can uh, they can use to add to their roster. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabriel Ramirez. Right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670, The Score. Still a couple months away from the NFL draft. And we all know what everybody's thinking about number one. Well, at least we know that they're thinking one of two things. Uh, But 
What about the other draft picks, man? I mean, I was going through it today, and I was looking at everything, and I was just thinking to myself, like, wow. Bears are in a pretty solid position when it comes to this draft. And they did did a good explanation of, of kind of telling you where, you know, every draft pick went. So, of course, their own pick is the number nine pick. But they get the Carolina Panthers. We know this, right? Jesus, if you're listening to the station, if you're driving in your car, spending time listening to score, you know this already. Uh, but the third pick, do you know what pick that is? Did I already did I already say it to you? Tyler Butabal producing today. Did the, I tell you? Yeah, the 75th. 75th pick, yeah. I was going to say, if you ask most people, what, what pick would the third one be? They just say, oh, uh, you know, it's a third rounder. 75th, that's pretty, that's high, in the, that's high up there. So the Bears have the first, the ninth, the 75th. So you're, 75th. So you're going to have, the Bears are going to have three top 75 players coming out of the draft on their team in 2024. That's awesome. Then they have two fourth round picks and a fifth. So the second round pick went to Montez Sweat. Sixth round pick went to Dan Feeney and the, the Dolphins. And the seventh round pick went somewhere else. I forgot what it was. But they picked up the extra fourth from the Eagles for moving down one slot for Darnell Wright. So now that looks great. The Bears only had one fourth round pick. Now they have two. It looks better. And it was just to move down one slot, you know, as a result of the Eagles uh, taking uh, Jalen Carter. You got it over there? Oh, I thought I'm trying to look it up right now. Oh, I thought you picked it up over there. So I went and looked, and PFF has the top 75, which makes sense, right? Somebody would just go up until 775, and they have their top 75 people here. So I wanted to just kind of rattle off the names that are sitting like at late in the 60s and then up until 75, just to kind of see what people you're, you're kind of dealing with, just based off PFF and what their top 75 is. So they have uh, Peyton Wilson from NC State, linebacker, not going to take him. But 69, 69 is Kingsley Suomatai. Suomatai. I'm going to go with that. and But you're getting a tackle. Five star offen- former five-star offensive lineman, 6'6", 325. Inconsistencies in his game, but he's a good guy to draft and have as a project. Third rounder you're using on a tackle? That's what I'm saying. I Yeah, I That's what I'm it. saying. I don't, where are the Bears going to be at? What is that board going to look like? 71, cornerback. Kalen Carson for Wake Forest. Can't imagine that. Siane Vaki. Take a guess. What position does Siane Vaki play? Take a guess. In your car, do it. Safety. He does. Oh, I actually had no idea. He plays safety for Utah. I could see them going that route. Ricky Pierce saw from Florida. He's the guy that made that crazy one-handed catch that was all over. People saying, oh, it's catch of the year, catch of the year. You know, smaller guy, 6'1". But, you know, if they don't get if they go different direction and go, you know, defensive edge at Nine, this is who you're looking at then at that 75th pick. Somebody like this. Go do your go, go spend tonight when you pack a bowl. Go watch, go watch Ricky Pierce highlights. And I trust Paul's picking uh, a secondary guy that late because I mean, he hit on right. Tyreek Stevenson, did and Kyler Gordon and, and Jaquan Brisker, yes, sir, and Tyler Scott for that matter, Girl Scott. 74th guy. This one's hard. Interior defensive lineman. Ruke or Horhoro. 
Watch your language. Hey, bro. I'm just reading what's in front of me. I'm going with the bit. Where are the Bears are drafting and who's there? But interior lineman for Clemson, and if you know anything about Clemson's defense, it is always top tier. And this is a guy who's played well. 6'4", 290, interior lineman. Clemson, Clemson, you know, is a team, like like mentioned, they, they always have NFL prospects on that squad. So somebody like that, you're looking to fix the interior. If you go, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, and then, or Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, and then, you know, you got to go defensive lineman right there. That's, where, that's maybe where you go. 75th person on PFF's board, not interested. Michael Pratt from Tulane, quarterback, out. If my QB ain't one or two or currently wearing one. Then why are you wasting your time? Then I don't want them. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, I don't want any part of that. But Bears still have an opportunity. I mean, listen, it's not a lot of draft capital. I guess you got to throw Montez Sweat in there. If you're thinking about how you want to, you know, really look at the offseason for the Chicago Bears. This is where, this is why. I, the reason I'm doing this is simply so that that way you can then say to yourself, if I am you personally, you're keeping Justin Fields and you're going Marvin Harrison Jr. and, you know, Brock Bowers, you know, 2-9 or whatever. But you still want your center. You still want your interior lineman. You still want your edge rusher. You still want things. Another, you know, offensive lineman somewhere online. Then it's your job as a fan because we are an, an intelligent fan base here in Chicago. It's your job then to figure out which you want addressed in free agency and which you want addressed in, in the draft and say, no, this is who I want at one and nine. I want these key positions taken care of your job. I'm just saying, that's why I'm just reminding you. Cause you know, a lot of times we listen to the radio or we are read our articles, but we, we forget that there's like these empty spaces that you yourself can fill in and, and then have an even more intelligent interaction with the radio when you're listening about other bears and where they're at. <clears throat> Speaking of, Horrible interactions. Did you see what happened with Luka Doncic in the middle of a game? Slacking on defense, running back. Some fan says something to him, and then he gets the guy kicked out. Here's what I want to do. Two things on the other side. Uh, Tyler Buterball producing today. Tyler, do me a favor. Open up the phone lines for me. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> I've been kicked out before of a game. Not, not, not as a fan. That would be reckless. Talking about as like a player, right? And I'm sure you have too. I'm sure you have your kicked out story, right? Whether you were in a rec league game and you did something you shouldn't have. Maybe maybe it was your kid's little league game. Or maybe you were the fan that got ejected because you were doing too much. I'm interested to hear your story of how you got kicked out and what went down in that situation. 312-644-6767. Phone lines are open. Tyler Buterball is answering them. I'll get into what the guy said to Luka Doncic, how he got kicked out. I'll tell you my story, uh, but I want to hear yours as well. Times you got kicked out of a game or you saw somebody get kicked out as a spectator, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.